Welcome to Burnside at Home for Sunday the 30th of January. This is the pre-record of our sermon uh, for Sunday. You can come and join with us 11 o'clock in the church and all the COVID mitigations are in place to keep you as safe as possible. A couple of announcements this week. Please remember that if you have Wider World, the subscription is now due for the incoming year, £6. Simply place it in an envelope and uh, send it to the church and that will cover you for the year. Also, uh, I've been advertising on the blog a film uh, entitled The Book of Daniel, which will give you a wonderful overview of the book and uh, all that's available in it and how all the stories fit together. It's about an hour and a half long. You can watch it for free on YouTube. Uh, You can download it with Amazon Prime or you can uh, buy a DVD of it if you want. And it's an excellent film to watch. Today then, we have reached Daniel chapter 3, and we're going to be asking the question, why put your trust in God? And this is a story today of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego uh, ending up in the fiery furnace and what God has to teach us about putting our faith in him. So today we encounter some people who had faith and we discover what faith is. And the writer to the Hebrews tells us, now faith is being sure of what we hope for uncertain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. So let's come before God then in prayer together today. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you today as we approach your word And we ask, Lord, that through your Holy Spirit, you would speak to us, you would guide us, and you would build us up in our faith. Lord, as we seek to explore what faith is, and we ask this question, why should we put our trust in you? Help us to learn from the example of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Help us to see, Lord, what faith means for us today as we live our lives in this world. A world very similar to Babylon, a world where we do not feel at home, a world where we are looking for your promised land to come. And Lord, we ask that you would lead us and guide us. Lord, as we come to you in worship today, we come asking that you would forgive us our sins We recognise, Lord, that it is our sin that gets in the way of our relationship with you. And therefore, we come confessing our sins and asking, Lord, that you would help us day by day to put our trust in you and to rely upon you. So, Lord, guide us, lead us throughout this time. Help us, Lord, to wait upon you and to seek you, to put our trust in you, that whenever we are fearful, Lord, We would know that you are the one who lifts us out of the mud and the mire. You set our feet on a firm place and we can rely upon you. So Lord, go with us now, we pray, and guide us in everything that we do. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to read today from Daniel chapter 3. This is the image of gold and the fiery furnace. And we're going to read all of the chapter together. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold 90 feet high and 9 feet wide 
and set it up on the plain of Jura in the province of Babylon. He then summoned the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates and all the other provincial officials to come to the dedication of the image he had set up. So the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates and all the other provincial officials assembled for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up and they stood before it. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, This is what you are commanded to do, O peoples, nations and men of every language. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. Therefore, as soon as they heard the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp and all kinds of music, all the peoples, nations and men of every language fell down and worshipped the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. At this time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You have issued a decree, O king, that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of gold, and that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, O king. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? Now, when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes and all kinds of music, If you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace... The God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans and other clothes, 
were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the burning furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly, O king. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their heads singed, their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of the fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble, for no other god can save in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Amen. And we pray that God will bless to us this reading of his word today. So the story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and the fiery furnace. Where do you go with a story like this? If I remember back to Sunday school, the message was quite simple from this story. Be brave. Stand up for Jesus and he will protect you. No matter what this world throws at you, put your trust in God and everything will work out well. So if we ask the question today, why put your trust in God? The answer from this would then be because everything will turn out well. That's why you should put your trust in God. That's why you should have faith. So there you have it. Summary of the passage. The sermon sorted. That's all we need to know today. We can, I suppose, go home early. Pack up, go home early. Except if we were to ask Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego... Why did you put your trust in God? I think they might have a very different answer. Because they didn't put their trust in God so that everything would turn out okay. Because they had no guarantee that everything would work out well. 
they didn't know what God was going to do. In fact, they say that quite categorically in their statement to Nebuchadnezzar. They tell him, look, God might not save us. Verses 16 to 18. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. And not only do we have their word for it, we also have our own testimony. Because whenever we trust in God, everything does not always work out the way that we want. So if we're trying to work out what faith is, I would suggest that we cannot say faith is trusting that God will protect me. Because sometimes we suffer when we trust God. Sometimes we don't appear to be protected. And Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego realised that God might not save them from the fiery furnace. And yet... They still trusted in God, even without that guarantee. So that leaves us with this question, what is faith? Let me suggest two statements today that will go into the story to see how they define faith. I want to suggest, firstly, faith is obeying God's commands. And then secondly, faith is trusting God's will. Faith is obeying God's commands. Faith is trusting that God's commands are worth obeying. Faith is realising that it is always better to obey God than to be doing something else. Faith is saying, I believe God knows what the best thing is for me to do, and then doing it. But then after we obey Faith is accepting God's will. Faith is trusting that God knows best and what he has decided is the best thing for us. We all have ideas of what we'd like to happen whenever we trust God. But true faith is accepting whatever God brings our way. So let's turn to the fiery furnace and see what we can learn about faith and trust and obedience and God's will. So, faith is obeying God's commands, even when standing with the heat of a blazing fire in our faces. Nebuchadnezzar built a golden statue and demanded that everyone bow down and worship whenever they heard this collection of musical instruments being played. These three friends could have come up with all sorts of arguments that would have allowed them to bow before the statue and keep the peace, that would have allowed them to um, look as if they were giving praise whenever they weren't. 
But they decided that that would compromise their faith too much. So when the signal was given and all the gathered VIPs bowed down, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were conspicuous as they remained standing and didn't worship the statue. Faith is obeying God's commands. Faith is obeying difficult commands. When Jesus tells his disciples that they have to forgive a person, even if that person sins against them seven times in one day, the disciples, realising how difficult this would be, say to Jesus something very strange. They don't try and argue that, no, oh, this is beyond us, this is too difficult. They said to the Lord, increase our faith. They had worked out that if they were going to forgive someone seven times in one day, they would need more faith to be able to do that. Nebuchadnezzar realised the place that faith or trust had to play in this whole encounter. Verse 28, Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. So faith is obeying God's commands even when those commands are difficult and even when we are unsure of the outcome. And that leads us on to our second point. Faith is trusting God's will. So faith is obeying God's commands and there are many who will obey God as long as they think they're going to get something out of it. But these three friends were not convinced that God would save them. They knew that God could save them, but they also realised that that might not be God's plan. Faith meant that they trusted God's will, whatever that was going to be. They trusted that God would know what was best for them. And that is faith. If we're simply trusting God so that we get whatever we want, that's not faith. If we're simply trusting God so that we get whatever outcome we desire, then there isn't really an element of faith being exercised. Our faith is really in ourselves and what we want in that situation. But trusting in God's will means we accept that he knows what is best. And therefore, we trust him, whatever comes our way. And that's a much more difficult thing to do. Nebuchadnezzar gives the three friends a moment to reconsider. And maybe that seems a little bit out of character for Nebuchadnezzar, because after all, he seems to just love dreaming up ways of killing people and punishing people. But 
he gives them a moment to reconsider. But for these three friends, there's no point reconsidering. There indeed is nothing to reconsider. There's no point discussing things. Their minds are already made up. Indeed, their minds had been made up before the statue had ever been built. And then during this long building process, they must have thought about what was going to happen on the day when all the instruments were played. What were they going to do? They'd already made their minds up. They knew that there was nothing else to decide. So they stated to Nebuchadnezzar, we are trusting God to do what is right. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. So we could understand this type of faith if there was a guarantee. So therefore, the three friends put their trust in God because they know that they're going to survive. But they don't know they're going to survive. But even though they don't have that guarantee, still they trust God and put their faith in him. Biblical faith has the assurance to say, I know that my God is able to deliver me. It then has the confidence to say, I believe that my God will deliver me. But it also has the submission to say, but even if he does not deliver me, I will still trust him. Job put it like this. He said of God, though he slay me, I will hope him. That's some level of faith. Though God would kill Job, Job would still hope in him, trust in him, put his faith in him. Faith, therefore, is submitting to God's will when it is different from our will. Faith, standing before the fire, knows that God will not always bring a miraculous deliverance for his people. That is not his plan, but he will always be there to give his grace to his people in their time of need. Think of how the psalmist puts it in that 23rd Psalm. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. So where do we go to find examples of people who have put their trust in God, of people of faith? Well, perhaps the best examples of what faith is can be found in Hebrews chapter 11. We often refer to that chapter as the great chapter of faith. And there, there are many characters from the Bible, mainly from the Old Testament, who are listed as heroes and are commended for their faith. We read through and we hear them all being listed and what they did in their lives. But 
Hebrews chapter 11 has a very unusual ending. And I fear that often we just skip over the ending because we have been so buoyed up by the example of all these great characters that the ending doesn't really suit us terribly well. Chapter 11 doesn't end with a celebration of faith. Instead, it ends with a very stark reality of what happens to many who have faith. And it is not always good. Here's the the last few verses of Hebrews 11. Woman received back their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured and refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging, while still others were chained and put in prison. This isn't a great commendation for having faith if this is what can happen to you. This is what Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego realised could have been the outcome of going into the fiery furnace. They were stoned. They were sawed in two. They were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith. Yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Faith is trusting in God's will, even when it is described like this at the end of Hebrews 11. So why put your trust in God? Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego would say, because we believe that obeying God's commands is the best thing that we can do. And we believe in God's will. And that is the best place that we can be. A couple of weeks ago, we had a video update from Stephen Cowan and Angelina in Kenya. Did you notice how much was going wrong in that video? There was a drought. The animals are dying. The people, well, they're not listening. But Stephen is not giving up. He has faith. This past week we had a presbytery prayer meeting and the Reverend uh, Peter Fleming joined us from Nepal where he is serving as a missionary, as a global mission worker. He joined us via Zoom. He and Jane have just returned to Nepal three weeks ago after coming home for lockdown at the start of March 2020. They've been unable to get work visas. And just this week, Jane has tested positive for COVID. But they're not giving up. 
because they have faith. I want to end with a poem today. And that poem is entitled, He Maketh No Mistake. My father's way may twist and turn. My heart may throb and ache. But in my soul, I'm glad to know he maketh no mistake. My cherished plans may go astray. My hopes may fade away. But still, I'll trust my Lord to lead, for he doth know the way. Though night be dark and it may seem that day will never break, I'll pin my faith, my all in him. He maketh no mistake. There's so much now I cannot see, my eyesight's far too dim, but come what may, I simply trust and leave it all to him. For by and by the mist will lift, and plain it all he'll make. Through all the way, though dark to me, he made not one mistake. Let's bow before him in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you today that we can put our faith in you. And Lord, we thank you that you are the one who is trustworthy and true. You are the one who can be relied upon. And so, Lord, faith is obeying your commands. Faith is trusting your will. Forgive us, Lord, whenever we have doubted you. Forgive us, Lord, whenever we've put our faith in other things apart from you. And Lord, grant us your mercy today and give us eyes to see you at work that we might trust in you. And so, Lord, we ask all these things in and through Jesus' precious name. Amen.